Welcome to the Troy Kearns Podcast, where we talk all things real estate, business, and entrepreneurship. Today, I have a very, very special guest. His name is Jack Kim, Han Kim, as he was born in Korea, and he is a good friend of mine, also the guy who got me ranked number one on many different websites across many different businesses that I own. And hopefully, by the time you're listening to this podcast, maybe he's out here in Kansas City. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Troy. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So, Jack, will you speak Korean the whole time like we talked about the other day so I can learn it? During this podcast? Yes. Just like speaking Korean. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. Eventually, you'll just pick it up. <laughs> Half the time, I might be swearing at you, but... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking a little bit, but I think it's so cool that... You speak Korean. I know that you're born, that's your native tongue and everything like that. But one of the things I do want to learn other languages and not a lot of people put any emphasis in that anymore. So I really do hope to one day maybe learn it or something like that. Is, is it a hard language to learn? Why not stick to Spanish, you know? Hablas Español. Hablas Español, sí. Sí. Más o menos, sí. Más o menos, ah. So Jack, tell us about where you're from, what you do, and uh, what you've been up to lately. For sure. So I'm from... Um, Colorado. Well, I was born in Korea, like you mentioned. Uh, my parents moved to America when I was six. Grew up in Colorado. Got into marketing and SEO and entrepreneurship stuff kind of in the same way. And then after that, I started my own business. And then I think I talked about it in the last time I, I, I was doing one of these podcast kind of things with you, where um, basically I reached out to you. You posted something on Upwork. Right. You know, looking for someone to help with your quick toe business in Vegas. You said, like, you thought I was a bot. But basically what I did... I still do. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, I, I actually just recorded a video analysis of just me going through your website and the things that needed to be done. And, you know, thankfully, it, it caught your attention. It definitely made me stand out, I assume. And so then, what um, do you do? You haven't even got there. You, what, you do SEO? Yes. So I got into marketing um, eventually. So basically, after uh, university, um, I started a home security business um, oh. with a friend of mine from high school. At one point, I knew that I wanted to show up on Google for when someone types in like home security in Colorado Springs. Right. And so that's what I, I kind of Googled. I was like, how do I like show up on Google? And then I realized, oh, this is like a whole thing. It's called search engine optimization. Right. And so then I got into search engine optimization. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos back in the day about like that kind of stuff. And it was a lot more primitive. There's a lot less players in the how, game. How, how long ago was this? Uh, we're talking about like 2016, 2016, 2017. Yeah. So it was, it was a number of years ago. Right. Not, um, that, not that long ago, guys. Not that long ago, but in terms of the SEO and algorithm game, uh, a lot changes in six years for sure. Yeah. I remember when I first like even started hearing SEO, it was like probably in like 2005, four ish. And yeah. one of the guys that like, he's like, yeah, I break number one. And he was not that sophisticated of a guy. And I go, what do you do? He goes, I just go view source and I copy and paste all my competitors information. Is that how it kind of used to be? That is even, that predates what I thought was wild west. That's like the wild, wild west. That's the like wild, 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 wild west. 2.0 wild, wild. steroids. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds crazy. So he, the dude just copied and pasted a page source. He just Took the page source, copied it, maybe changed a couple of the words. Yeah, around. Like maybe like, put like you know, number one. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's crazy. And he he literally ranked number one. So you got a security business. You realized that your brain instantly went to we need to rank number one. Why did it go there? We tried uh, a number of forms of marketing. So we did some postcards. And that didn't do anything. Right. Uh, we. Um, How many did you send? I think we sent like two hundred fifty or four hundred fifty. Not one phone there. call. Not one phone call. I had a similar experience with 2,000 postcards when, oh. I, you know, when I first got into real estate. <laughs> Dang. Like was it just, just a bad call out or was it? I, you know, 
that's a good question. It's like, I, I remember putting so much time into like that postcard. It had like a bunch of dollar bills on it. And I sent okay. it out to all these like apartment owners, like, are you tired of wasting, throwing your money away on rent? You know what I mean? I'm okay. like, this postcard's going to hit. And then like spend all this money, all this time, all this energy, and then squat Ola. So you did, you tried the same thing. It didn't work. And then your brain went to what? And so then I like looked into basically like marketing in general. And some of the other ideas that I had was like, you could do snail mail. You could do like lumpy mail where you have like lumpy stuff in it to catch their attention. <laughs> lumpy mail. Comment below if you've ever heard of lumpy mail, because I haven't. Oh, dude, it's a thing. But um, <laughs> I mean, whatever to get their attention, right? So um, especially with mail. That's a good question real yeah. quick. So where do you open your mail? Do you know exactly where you open your mail? When I'm opening it, when I'm, where am I opening it over? Like at home? Yes. Is there? Are you standing over something when you open it? Like a trash can? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Exactly. Because, you know, like, I'm not going to have stacks of random I think things. everybody's doing the same thing when they're opening their mail. They're literally opening it over the trash can. And so, like you said, you've got to get their attention. Yeah. So you put lumpy mail in there and they might open it. Exactly. So I, I, I think I generally understood, like, the idea of the principle of just, like, standing out from the crowd and, and, the, and how much, how valuable it is. So right. everyone generally understands that, obviously, standing out from the crowd is, is valuable. It's, it's obviously better than not well, standing out from the crowd. Not always. Depends on who you are, right? I guess that's true. But I think I genuinely understood the value, how much value um, it could bring if you stood out from the crowd. So, I, yeah, like, lumpy mail and stuff like that. And, and doing research and, and, and finding out how to, like, rank on Google and stuff, it made sense to me um, logically that this was where you needed to put your attention over postcards, over other things personally, because to me, it made sense that people are out there actively searching what you're like trying to rank for. So right. there's an active demand for it. And I really like that. So it's like, you're not trying to just do a shotgun approach, do a radio where it just, hopefully someone that might be in that situation is looking for right. that. These are people that are typing like, hey, how, home security, you know, in Colorado Springs. So that made sense to me intuitively. I was like, I have to get into this and figure it out. I'm technically inclined. Like, I, I could figure this out. Right. And so that's how it spurred off my journey. Technically inclined. That brings me a, something you brought up the other day. We were talking the other day. We were driving. Jack's out here visiting from Colorado. We we're driving, and I'm picking you up from the hotel. And I was talking about yoga, and you're like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting nerd neck. I'm like, can you explain what nerd neck is? Yes. So basically, <laughs> nerd neck is when basically spent too many t uh, too many hours in front of the screen and you know you're you're sitting and staring at the screen so much that you eventually kind of you're squinting and, and you're leaning forward and that's just kind of something that tends to happen when you're in front of a computer a lot and what you what happens your neck naturally just kind of does one of these you know what i mean so when you're hanging around you know, everyone's like this guy's kind of kind of got a weird posture and i was like and i looked at myself in the mirror and I, and I try to do the thing where like I stand my back against the wall and I couldn't, like my neck, it felt uncomfortable for me to be able to like. Right. Like, and I looked right and I, I kind of like felt like I had nerd neck. So, so you, you know, you're if developed... hot yoga is the answer, man, I'm there. Cause I've never done yoga or I think I think totally if uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, and if you're not following us on the social medias, like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and all of that, Facebook, um, we got a new Facebook group, Millionaire Mentorship. It's a public group. But one of the things that I've started this year, and it's been life-changing, is yoga. And I started it because of exactly what you're talking about. And that's why I kind of break it up jokingly. But I think I told you, like, I literally had what they called text neck, right? Like, I went to, like, all these therapists. Like, I had, like, this radiating pain all the way up my arm coming from the nerve in my back. And I'm like, how do I get rid of this? And so I go to, you know, this doctor, go to this chiropractor. I go to, like, literally, I'm trying to solve the problem like crazy. I'm going to see, visit and see everybody. And finally, 
I go to the Thai massage place and they give me a deep tissue massage and it fixes it. And I realize that to solve the problem, like, like you talked about, like it's the posture because you're constantly looking down at your phone or doing it in an awkward position or whatever, that I needed to get involved in the solution of the process or involved in the solution, right? Which was yoga. So I did a 30 day challenge in December. I tried to do 30 days in a row and I'm doing like 23 or 24 or whatever it was. And I was like, wow, I can touch my toes. I can do all this crazy stuff that I was never able to do. And so then I just kept going and I've been trying to spread the wealth in terms of like helping people out because I think that like prior to having like text neck and you having nerd, nerd neck yeah. is I had um, bad ankles. I literally had ankle surgery. And right now is the first time and I'm 44 that I can literally crouch down on my knees like a catcher and not have no pain or anything like that. And that never happened before. So I hope your nerd neck will get cured by our yoga session tomorrow. Uh, yeah, well, not just nerd neck, man. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not flexible. Really? Yeah, you know, I'm not a very tall guy. I can't still touch my feet. Like, that's not that's not good. Yeah, we got. We'll see how yoga goes tomorrow. So going back to SEO. So you knew that it was important to stand out from the crowd, and um, so you started obsessing about SEO for your security business. At some point, I realized that the home security business wasn't going to go anywhere just because what point of was that maybe like five months at that point i was working with a buddy of mine we were partnered up from high school that I, so i came back from college back to colorado and then um i roomed with um a friend from high school and we decided business partner on on this idea the home security thing so at some point i realized that uh him and i don't work well in the sense that um he wasn't very as much entrepreneurial inclined to try things and that kind of thing. it just didn't work out we didn't right. have as very good technology. Like we're trying to source stuff from like China for like 50 bucks and try and sell it for like 200 and, and like tout that it was amazing. And like the little <laughs> speaker, when you try to set it up was in, was in Chinese. They'd be like, oh, and you're like, like, I can't sell this to a person. Like, how do we change this to English? Like, why did you send an equipment that's Did you guys in, buy in, like in, a label maker or anything? No, they actually labeled it. But yeah, that was, that was one thing they had, but they didn't change language. So at some point I just realized we had an inferior product. Right. I'm just like trying to sell the snake oil thing and it's just not going to work and I'm not even getting right. any traction anyway. At that point, I was getting into SEO like right. more than any other other marketing channels. And more and more, I realized like you could do this for your own websites. Um, you could do this for other clients. Right. And that's, and that's when it just kind of hit the light bulb. I was like, holy crap, like, yeah, you could charge clients to do this and like other people are doing it. So the business model has been established. Like it's, it's you know, it's there. I'm technically inclined. I can figure this out. I'm already kind of like getting into it and I know I can figure things out. Right. And so then, yeah, that, that kind of spurred off um, my SEO journey and, and uh, all that stuff after. Speaking of SEO, as a guy who's experimented with a lot of SEO guys, I can tell you that Jack is the cream of the crop in terms of his ability. Like when I talk about real estate, I really believe that there's a lot of things that I can do and I'm pretty confident in it. You're, we talked the other day and you're like, yeah, I can get any page ranked on the top of Google. And the proof's in the pudding because you've got two of my sites on number one for Google. How important is that for a business? I mean, in this day and age, I would say it's critical. And it's critical in the sense of your current landscape. It's it's critical in future um, proofing your business. If you think about it, like, and, and everybody knows, it's 2022, everyone's on their phone, everyone's online. You have to be marketing there and you have to figure out how to get in front of these people one way or another. You know, I, I do, SEO and that is my bread and butter um, but there is other forms of online marketing like social media and things like that that works as well like I wouldn't say that SEO is the best option out of all the online marketing channels available for every business right um, I think generally Google can cover the most businesses 
right. ranking number one in, in terms of... Do they have markets. a monopoly? Yeah, they basically do. If, if you control 80% of a market share... Is it only 80? Yeah. I Well, I mean, it might be higher, but, you know, you got Bing, DuckDuckGo, Yahoo, and all that. You know, I was thinking the other day, you know, the reason that Google's number one is because they came out with free stuff, right? Free search engine free email, and then they start stealing all the user's information, right? Not stealing it. The users are giving it to them by the terms and conditions that they yeah. check mark and don't bother reading, which we all do. And I've got Gmail, G Suite, all that jazz. And I'm sure that they've got everything. But it seems like because of that, they don't have any competitors that they're not getting that much better as a search engine. Like it's only based on how much an advertiser is willing to pay to get in front of that person. And really, Google doesn't care about the actual search anymore. They care about a bunch of other things. And can you talk about what they are? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, obviously Google is a multi-conglomerate and they're investing in a lot of things. But if we just focus on the search algorithm and the search engine itself of Google, Google doesn't really make money when you do free searches. And you know what I mean? Um, what they make money is on advertisement right. and they make a lot of money on that. Right. And so they're incentivized as a company to put more of their focus into providing better service for display advertising. However, if everything that they showed up showed was display advertising, no one would use the search engine because why would you want to just look at the most paid uh, listings on there as opposed to organically? Well, I guess it's almost like we've gotten used to being like, hey, paid advertising is one thing, organic is another thing. Because sometimes, you know, you scroll down, you skip the ad spot. But there used to only be one paid ad. And now there's like four on the top and four on the bottom. And yeah. like the, the meat is in between, right? There's no, the sandwich is all the ads. Yeah. That's changed so much lately. Like I, I remember when it was two and then it was three. And I think it's four now, isn't it? You're right. It used to be only be like one or two. And it just only used to be at the top. And then they started adding it in the bottom. They toyed with a lot of different variations of how to display the information from display ads to um, things on the on the Google Maps. Um, you can have ads on there now to just the sh straight the amount of real estate one listing could have. Um, right. And they've also even tested like the amount of organic search results. So right now it's like 10. And I think that they're going to stick to 10. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they start going more and more focused into paid advertising. The core aspect of the search engine, it has to still provide organic search results because there just isn't enough businesses out there that are paying for every single query out there for everything that people search. So there has to still be organic search results in any point. And so they have to display that. Even if they make money off of the ads, any search engine has to somehow find a way to still provide the organic search results one way or another. So would you be, I know when we're, we're talking, you're always in incognito mode on the phone. What is incognito mode for people who don't know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's when you just don't want to be found. <laughs> The reason why I use incognito mode is because your search results are impacted by your user behavior. So if you visited a website multiple times and things like that, um, it'll show up higher. So just because I'm trying to get as much um, non-biased, you know, I, I don't want to just because I clicked on my client's website three times and I see that they're on the first page and, and no one else is seeing it on the first page. That doesn't make any sense. Obviously, I want to make sure it's objective and, and what other people see. So that's why I use incognito mode. Do you think incognito is really incognito? I mean, it's better than the regular browser. It's not perfect. No, I mean, do you think that they're actually not checking your behavior and watching what you do? Like, if you're not signed in, like, what data Well, let's say you're signed in, but you can still sign in and go into incognito mode. Unless you sign in within incognito mode, you won't be signed into any Google profile. And that's what my goal is when I pull up incognito mode. Uh, okay, so like, and on I do incognito mode because I just like to private browse because I know they're they're. Me like, too. Even when I'm on YouTube, I always go on incognito mode because I'm tired. I hate seeing like similar advertising come up. 
just because I searched up how to teach a dog how to you know surf. I don't want to see a bunch of like dog surfing or dogs. I don't have a dog, you know. Like, so I just. So why are you why are you searching how to teach your dog how to surf? Then I think I just saw some like you know video. I thought that was so cool. How do people teach their dog how to surf? Really, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like something that is a quite the pastime. <laughs> You're bored. Hey man, you know how many hours I'm in front of a computer. You got time. You you search some weird things out there. That's true. So you mentioned a couple of good points earlier. You said like I think that SEO is one important thing, but it's yeah. definitely not the only important thing. Would you say that it's easier for a business to rank on like TikTok or Instagram or? That's a good question. I see where you're going with that. So like. I think at the crux of it, the question is like, what's easier to get results in one way or another? Correct. That is the that is the crux of the question. Yes. What's the best bang for your buck? If you look at the studies, they say that SEO is the biggest bang for your buck. Google says that. No, it's it's a number of studies that I actually dug in, and I can't remember all the, the sites that I that I saw, but it was across like multiple citation sources, and the numbers were similar, so I, I could believe it. But I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. Unless you're not doing SEO correctly, like you're not paying for every single click, you're not paying for uh, that kind of stuff. And it's direct traffic relevant to what you sell as opposed to things like TikTok and things like that. But th- it depends on the on the business. Like if you are a hairstylist or a barber, yeah, you, you definitely want to be on Instagram. You want to be on like all the other ones. And SEO is just not as good right. in terms of results. Okay. I'm going to go back to a question that I didn't get to ans- ask you. And the deal boils back to privacy. I'm a big privacy advocate. I feel like our privacy is being sold out, right? For lack of a better term, like literally we're commodities at these points. We're users and and you're seeing this across all platforms, not just Google, but you're seeing this with like the airlines and you're seeing this with like Uber Eats and you're seeing this with like every single company that has a app or a website. Like they're wanting you to put more and more information in so they can gather more and more data so then they can sell it to somebody else. We're like literally commodities now. Do you think that because of that, like I would pay for a browser that didn't have any ads that gave me the best search results. I would pay for that service that was similar to Google, right? Or whatever. It's a, it's a knockoff. It's a duck to go. It's a whatever. But the only thing I'm paying for is privacy, security, and the knowledge that nobody's looking over my neck. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that would be valuable, but I mean, would you pay do, for it? To, to be honest with you, like I think it's going to be really hard. Maybe there's some um, possibility in the in the metaverse and with crypto and everything, and and what's going on there, and how search is going to look in Web 3.0. But I don't think there's going to be some new search engine that can topple the results and the accuracy that Google does. They've got decades of just pure data and data mining, mining and neural networks and, and things like that. They're and they have the smartest, brightest minds, you know, working at these companies and Google especially, man. Like, I just don't see them being overturned as a better search engine results to like a new company. I do. So. I actually do. I think I think Elon is secretly planning a not maybe not so secretly. I think he's the smartest guy of the bunch. And I think that, you know, once you're in a Tesla and he knows all your habits from your Tesla. And then once you're on Twitter, once he revamps Twitter and now you're competing with Google or you're competing with. Instagram owned by Facebook or you're competing with whatever. And then he goes after the search engines. I don't think anybody can touch him, right? Like he's got to own all the satellites, right? What's the thing that he's doing right now where he literally is going to provide internet for anybody anywhere? Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. That's exactly what it is. So Starlink, I literally think Elon is going for the checkmate on the total control, total domination, total everything. Dude, I apologize for your viewers that might not be fans of Elon Musk, but this is just me, Jack, him, 
voicing his opinion. I think that we're witnessing. If you guys do like Jack, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you don't like him, please make sure you hit the five star review button and read more about Elon Musk. Okay. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I think we are genuinely um, experiencing a historical figure that yes. we that yeah. that I don't think other generations potentially might ever be able to experience. We're talking about a person that's literally changing so many aspects of our world for the better, I, and and he's doing it the right way. Right. Like when you when you ask a regular billionaire, he goes, oh, "I'm gonna buy Twitter." It comes off as kind of like this just billionaire just trying to spend his money and flaunt and and he had he might have an idea but it doesn't seem that great whenever i hear elon musk trying to tackle an issue like it genuinely makes sense to me right like when, when you hear about what was going on on twitter like it just makes sense what he's trying to do open source the code so there's no such thing as shadow banning or some kind of like weird algorithm everyone has access to the whoa, 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 why does that slow down their internet guy okay all right Open source the code. For those of us who are not speaking code or are not programmers, what does that mean? Basically, like right now, Twitter, and this is the big beef that Elon Musk is going through as of today, where he's considering pulling out from buying Twitter, is that Twitter's algorithm for how they show results and, and things like that, they don't share. Does Google? No. Well, technically, almost no big companies really do. But right. if you're a person that's trying to purchase a company, like that's a very key component of a social platform, right? But anyways, it's things like that. But you yourself as a user can see that like there were some issues because of uh, the algorithm and like people were getting banned. It seemed like it was in a certain direction. I genuinely thought that that was the case. I think Elon Musk felt that way too. Right. And that's why he tackled the issue. It should be an open public forum where people can voice their opinions, but not be completely ostracized and kicked out of the public forum. He's trying to publicize the algorithm. So there's right. no shady things happening in the background. No one feels like they're being shadow banned for their opinions. Like, that's great. Well, I mean, who have they banned even really? You know, like the former president of the United States. That was a pretty like, let's talk there. Like when I saw that happen, I said, holy crap, we are screwed. If the tech companies are so bold. Oh, look at that. You pulled the cup with it with the book still standing, man. <laughs> Quite the talented guy here. We have a little prop going on here, guys. If you guys have not bought the book, Millionaire Mentorship, take a commercial break, pause the podcast go order a copy before you read it it's worth five stars we're trying to really inspire a lot of people to become successful in real estate i put a lot of my heart soul and all my secrets in this book so going back to elon musk so i i, tr I truly agree with you when you talk about cryptocurrency who's the first cryptocurrency guy paypal who invented it elon when he was like 25 he wasn't trying to well actually that was x i think before paypal correct it was and yeah. x was the actual like he was trying to do something around currency Right. PayPal was a payment payment gateway system for, so for eBay. They they partnered with eBay, but they were their own. Like they could, I mean, like just like now, I can process payments virtually through PayPal. Yeah, but let me take you back a step. So okay. if you if you don't if you don't remember, so here's what happened. I'm a okay. little bit older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So PayPal was really put in place for eBay. The only thing that you were buying online was eBay. eBay was like the first yeah, first company. That. So what then what happened is he sold them to eBay, and then it became PayPal and eBay. And then about eight or so years ago, maybe less, maybe a little bit more. Carl Icahn, who is a large, an activist is I guess what they're calling it this these days, but literally he goes in and he buys companies, stocks, yeah. to break up the companies and demand changes, change the organization. Basically, he flips a company, right? He's a billionaire who flips companies. So he looked at eBay. He's like, you got two separate companies here. You got PayPal and eBay. This one's not performing well. So he split it off. And that's when PayPal started becoming competitive again. Because for years and years and years, it was competitive. And then you got these companies like Square 
who I talked about this on a other video I did a long time ago, but Square, who I believe was created by Jack Dorsey, the owner of Twitter. Yeah, he's going back to Twitter, or that. He's called Block now. Yeah, it's called Block now. So that was like the second one. And then there was, there's a bunch of them now. There's like Cash App, and then there was Venmo, and then there was Zelle. And, but really, for the longest, PayPal, created by Elon Musk, was at the top until it got bought by eBay. And then eBay kept it at the bottom and then all these other competitors came out. But I think it's the original cryptocurrency. I see what you're saying. Like in terms of like well, it's, putting in your card and then it's taking the funds and that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you look at, I mean, essentially all cryptocurrency is, is owning digital money, right? We're gonna call it digital money, right? So PayPal was a gateway for using your regular money in your bank account and turning it into a digital format and then paying someone and transferring that money. Crypto kind of is the same thing except for crypto goes up and down in value. But in terms of being an actual electronic currency, I believe that it was the first one. Yeah, I think that's a strong argument for that, for sure. Okay, let's talk more about Elon Musk, because that's really interesting. So Starlink, I got three like questions to ask you. First is, talk a little bit about Starlink, and then talk us about Web, web 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, and what that means, because I heard somebody else say that the other day, and I don't really get where we're at. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't heard what Starlink is by now, basically, it's just a huge number of satellites. I mean, it started with just one or five. I think it was only like just seven years ago. And now they've got like over, what is it, like 10,000 or 100,000 satellites up. It's crazy. But there's a lot of them, and they're servicing. They just signed a contract with um, uh, certain countries in Africa to provide internet for them and stuff like that. But, dude, it's just a part of this big master plan basically elon musk wants to colonize mars and he has other visions and things like that but i think this is what kind of tends to cause him to do bigger things because um he realized he personally thinks that you need like 10 trillion or 100 trillion dollars to be able to get all the resources and everything and build the ships and the raw materials get the dome set up start digging in to try and get water and all that stuff uh might cost like 10 trillion or 100 trillion he's like well i don't have 10 trillion 100 trillion Tesla's not making enough money for us to get there in my lifetime. SpaceX isn't going to do that. What other options do we have? Well, then he explores. He goes, well, Starlink. We can provide global internet, make a lot of money off doing that, use that money and, and funnel that to the other you know businesses and, and things that I like to do. And like, dude, Starlink and SpaceX and Tesla is only just a fraction of the things he does. You, I, I'm, you know, the boring company, the the boring company, the Solar City, Gigafactory. Um, he's got the what's Gigafactory? It's just a huge, massive, like, battery center. Okay. And they do, like, battery making and stuff. You know they're coming out with the Tesla phone? Oh. I'm not even kidding. I did not know that. I'm not even kidding. And they have an Jack amazing dropping bombs. They have an amazing the battery capacity, even better hardware. You I'm know, buying that phone. I don't care. I'm done with the Apple phone. Here, here's another thing that um, Elon Musk is doing. Even if it sucks, I'm buying it. Elon Musk also created his own um, chips. He literally, they're creating their own semiconductors. Not only that, they created their own operating system. Not, they don't use Windows, they don't use Apple, they use Tesla's operating system on their Tesla cars and SpaceX, maybe on other platforms. Like if you think about what this guy is doing, like he could be a hardcore maniac person that's just super selfish and self-absorbed and just takes all the money and just blows it off and whatever, or just, just those billionaires you never hear about doing anything with their money. But Elon Musk goes like, I wanna help the world. And I think he genuinely believes that. I'm sorry if you don't believe that. But if I look at the things that he's trying to accomplish, I genuinely think he cares about the future of human civilization and he's pushing the boundaries to get there. He's doing the trained brain implant and the first goal is to help people that are blind to be able to see again. 
right. people with Alzheimer's and, and things like that, like Parkinson's and to like be able to control it. Wow. It's a big deal. Like, like he could be like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own cruise line. Let's right. say something that like a billionaire might think about doing that right. makes money. But he's like, no, I want to change the world. Like I want to advance society. He, he, one of the interviews, he said, when he was a kid, said, I, re- I, I read about stories about Atlantis and I got to be an adult. I asked myself, why don't we have underwater cities by now? I've right. been reading about it for 20 years, 30 years. Why, do we, why don't we have that? Why were we in the moon in the 1940 and haven't been in the moon ever since? And he, this man is manifesting all his like, dreams and thoughts into the world, and it's just amazing. He's I definitely the think. most exciting guy probably since Steve Jobs. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, dude doesn't even own a house. He just slays with other people. Well, because yeah. he's working on a company. He literally sold all his houses. Like I just, he's just such a unique individual. Yeah, right? he you did, can tell I'm such a. We could talk about that. It's not a good idea. If this you're is investing. why I got my neck nerd neck. By the way, I'm just <laughs> this is just in here reading about Elon Musk all day. It's like Elon, Starlink. Elon, what's going on? <laughs> so you know, one interesting point that you made there is I did hear about Elon selling all of his houses. Yeah. And he explained it on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he said, "I don't want anybody to be able to sue me anymore or go after anything I have." So I don't want to own anything. And so that was like his whole thing for it. Cause he said, he's like, he was started to buying up the block and own the whole like of Hollywood Hills and everything like that. But he really bucks the trend too. Like the other thing he did the other day is he's like, if you want to work from home, that's fine, but you're going to have to put, <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. What did he do? Yeah. He says, he's just said, I mean, it's in his tweet. He's basically said like, you know, you have to uh, go into work and uh, minimum 40 hours. That's what we require of our factory users. You know, if not, you, you're free to leave. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's kind of interesting, this business model as well, because before there was like huge severances and things like that and like whole thing if people left. But I think Netflix did it where they're like, we're changing our gears into shifting this. If you don't like it, then you can just quit. And that's essentially what Tesla did. He's like, look, this is what we're doing. You work 40 hours a week in person. Or All right. So let's let's bring it back. Elon's taken enough of the podcast. Let's bring it yeah. back yeah. to uh, to reality here. We're not Elon. We want to be Elon. He's a really we'd like to hang out with. Elon, if you want to come on the podcast, please subscribe first, and then you're going to have to send me a DM on Instagram, and we will definitely have you on the podcast. You'd be exciting to have. And if you guys know Elon, definitely share this video with him. So you're in SEO. If you were to give anybody advice about how to build their business right now, what would you tell them in terms of, you know, a guy who's really involved in being on the computer and understands, you know, you said tech, you're very technology savvy and you understand how things work. What, what advice would you give somebody who's out there listening, maybe trying to start a real estate business, maybe trying to start like a wholesaling business, maybe trying to start any sort of business. What what would you what steps would you tell them to take? That's a great question. Um, I would say first, do your initial Google searches uh, to just get some information about the space that you're getting into. So like, let's say you're getting into wholesaling. Let's say you want to get into opening up a barbershop or, you know, what have you. What I would do is just be good at searching Google and be very direct about what you're asking it. Just be like, is SEO good for a barbershop? And start doing your initial research so you educate yourself in what SEO is. Because when I sit here and I go, you know, from an SEO perspective and, and marketing, like what's the best? Well, you first have to even understand SEO before you kind of think about what you're even going to do. So that's where I would start. Just do your initial research, get your information around it, figure out what other people are saying about SEO for the industry. And then if it sounds like it's a good plan, ask yourself if you have the money and resources to pay someone, um, if it'd be worth it for you to save that time and headache of not having to learn it. If you don't have the time and resources, then you know it is what it is. You're just going to have to suck it up and and learn and implement and, and go through the process. You got to have a website in this day and age. If you don't have a if you have a business and you don't have a website, you're really like, you know, playing the game with half your 
arm and leg tied behind your back. Like, why wouldn't you have a website in this day and age? And they're so cheap if you, if you want them to be cheap. They can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be. So you have, there's no excuse for you to not have a website other than just being lazy, personally, I think. Right. Uh, or you just, just have an absolute... Or lack of knowledge, right? But at this point, is it really a lack of knowledge? It's a good point. I don't know. Ignorance, maybe? At this point, if you're an ignorant business owner... Are you going to really succeed anyway? No, you'll probably be swallowed up by somebody exactly. sooner or later, and you'll probably end up working like at Denny's or something like that. Exactly. So the people that are probably listening to this podcast and follow you are people that are on top of their game. They're the right. ones that yep. are not like complacent. They're not the ones that are like, whatever about online, I don't really care. I'm setting my ways. They're trying to discover. They're right. trying to learn. Right. They're trying to figure things out and right. get things executed in the best way effective way as possible like yeah yeah you can definitely grow a business i'm sure someone watching here will be like jack you don't need a website i've grown my business to x point without a website sure but what could you have done with the website like what's stopping you from a web having a website and then from there doing everything else that you want to do so or, or all the inefficiencies of your business because you don't have a website right yeah. like if somebody if you're if you're in the construction business and you're selling cabinets and your people could go on there and look at all your cabinets or they got to come to your showroom, which you got to have someone manage and be there. You know, I mean, I know most people buy stuff these days online. I mean, they go to Amazon. They don't go into the store and try things on. They're like, if I don't like it, I'll return it. Yeah, exactly. So you need a website. Get a freaking website. If you don't have a website, you don't have any excuses. Jack just told you you're not. It's not about lack of knowledge. It's about you're lazy. It's like a business card, basically. I want to take you off track again. You mentioned that it's not that Tesla's coming up with its own operating system. They already did. So how worried should we be that Microsoft and Apple and Google pretty much control all the operating systems except for now Tesla? Which other ones are there? Linux. Okay. Who uses Linux that you know? Developers and if you're really hardcore about like customizations on your things and that kind of stuff. For an operating system, break that down it's for me. It's hot in here. Yeah. It, well, listen, we don't have any AC and we're still bringing the content to you, which means you definitely need to subscribe. And, you know, we're both sweating, you know what, in here. And uh, it's fine. We're fine. Lights are glaring on us. Jack's, yeah, a little bit. We're going to be hallucinating, but we'll, we'll try and hold it, hold, keep it together until then. Yeah, we'll keep it together. So there's only four operating systems. Now there's going to be five with, with Tesla. Yeah, it's very limited. Yeah. That's, I mean, how many internet users are there? Yeah, a lot. So, like, imagine going to Cheesecake Factory and there's four items on the menu. That's what you basically have, right? And the browsers are the same thing. Do you think, like, if, if the government's job is to protect the people, do you think they're doing a good job with internet? No, but they don't have control. It's like the ultimate... But they do have control. It's just like you said, they're, they're just being lazy. They have the least control with internet than any other platform that's out there. Why? TV, radio, just because anyone can access any public information that's out there on the internet. And a lot of times radio, TV can be censored. It can be- why can, why can radio and TV be censored and the internet can't be? Because they re might report to like a company that might have- Laws. Bought. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying that they, they can change it. They refuse to change it and they're selling us as commodities. I mean, think about China. Does China have Google on lockdown? Yeah. Does North Korea have Google on lockdown? Right. I'm not trying to say we want to be China or North Korea. I'm saying that like rather than the government dictating what they're allowing and letting the people's voice be heard, they're listening to the technology companies. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's another thing we can get into around government and policy and how everything's what's going on these days, but that's another podcast. It's not a podcast. <laughs> 
let's bring it back. So if you are a business owner and you're trying to get ahead, now one of the reasons that I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about my website right now. So we have a, a couple websites, one of them, Sell Your House Fast, uh, LV, Sell Your House Fast, KC, Sell Your House Fast, MS, and these are sites that are basically geared to people who are trying to sell their home fast and get a and get an offer, right? And when they're searching for terms, I would then get that lead and then be able to possibly sell that lead, right? It's taken us a long time to rank on number one, but now we're starting to get some activity. And the cool thing about that is for SEO, I mean, you've, you told me from day one, it's, it takes time, right? Just like real estate, it takes time for that to grow. Once you grow, it doesn't take that much to maintain. And you're not paying for every single click like you do with paid advertising. Right. Whether it's one person or a thousand people that click on it, you're not paying. Well, your competitors can click on you and click you right out of business. Yeah, they could do that with paid advertising. Could they do that and hire like a team off Upwork and say, hey, I'm gonna pay you to start clicking away off a bunch of different, can you throw an IP off? Like with a VPN? Yes. Or That's a proxy how, server? I know of them existing. I think they're called click farms, where they manipulate click-through rate data by having bots click through web pages. Also, for competitors and, you know, bringing down their ads. Obviously, as if there's like a person from like India clicking on your links a bunch, Google can, their system internally can recognize that this is not a legitimate click and refund you the money or, or just kind of rerun it again. But with uh, organic, yeah. You just don't have to pay for anything, so. It's really cool though. Like, I mean, you, you, I don't have this business anymore, but I have a towing business, which I still own the website for. Yeah. We're number one. We just looked it up the other day. You, you want to Google towing Las Vegas, you're going to find out what site that is. That's LV Quick Tow. Um, but Jack is the guy to thank for that. Not the design portion, that is Ben Baca, but Jack got us ranked number one. And and then on our current website right now, we're ranking number one. And TroyCurrents.com is going to be ranking number one for education pretty soon, I'm pretty sure. We'll get there. Yeah, it's going to take time. Do you think you can get any website to rank number one? I can, technically. With enough time and resources, I mean, you theoretically should be able to rank anything. So what's the formula to do that? Good question, Troy. Um, in today's day and age... The formula to rank number one on Google is to have a website that has better metrics than your competitors. What's metrics? And those metrics include things like your content relevancy score, meaning when Google's algorithm and bot crawlers crawl through the web page, they can analyze the content of your page and they can give it a quality score. So if you have bad grammar, Google can absolutely recognize that. If you have bad spelling, they can recognize it. If you copied content from another website, that Google can recognize that as well. And even if your topic, like if your page was supposed to be about peanut butter, jelly, and sandwich, and you only talk about like tuna sandwiches, Google will actually give you more credit for the keyword tuna sandwiches they do for the original page title, which might be peanut butter, jelly, and sandwich. You want to make sure that your, your content relevancy score is good, that you have enough content, because generally the sites that have more pages and more content tend to be more knowledgeable in the space. And Google like cooked Wiki that into Wikipedia their Wikipedia was a good example of yeah. that. They pop up number one if you search anything, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's the content side. Um, there's on-page elements, like things like just making sure your website looks nice, making sure that it's mobile responsive. Um, things like making sure your titles, your URL structure is correct. These are really important things. These might seem really small to you when you're listening and you don't know SEO, right. but an experienced SEO person understands how critical it is. Um, SEO is just one of those things where like one letter off 
changes everything in terms of the results. So you want to be careful, just make sure everything's spelled right. You have good content on there. Website speed is good. The site is designed mobile friendly because it really needs to be good on the phone these days. It's kind of like if your site isn't good, mobile responsive, it's kind of like you're on a fax machine and people are transitioning into a regular phone and you're still stuck with a fax machine. Like you, you gotta put more focus into the new thing. And the new thing is is our, is our smartphones. And then uh, off-page SEO, which is like backlinks. Um, essentially, that's anytime another website links back to your website and, and you get credit for that. So essentially, if you have a website like Sell Your House Fast LV, and then you have another website called like the, the Vegas Times or something, and they link out to like Sell Your House Fast LV, you would get credit, meaning that- Like it's authority. It's an authority, because it's kind of like telling Google's algorithm, Vegas Times is saying, hey, go check out this site. I want to refer my traffic to this business, to this website, go check them out. Like they do good work, you know. It's like a, it's a positive social signal. So it's like popularity contest. So you want to sign up for directories, you want to go out there, find publications, bloggers, wherever you can just get backlinks and connect it on the web. What about All Fiverr? That stuff, is that a good place to buy backlinks? No, that's a horrible place to buy backlinks. And you should never buy links from Fiverr. Even those people that know what they're doing don't get good results, even when they're vetting them and really getting it. So if you have no idea what you're doing, you're buying Fiverr, I guarantee you're not going to get results, if any. You're just burning money and honestly, probably hurting your website more than doing anything to it. Right. I mean, and I think that's right, because when we first got on YouTube, you yeah. know, I was trying to grow so hard, I got frustrated. And I was like, let's throw some money at this thing and see what happens. And really, we suffered on growth because of it. Like, we, we, we tried to promote a few videos that we thought would do well. And really, they just are pushing it out to whoever, which means it's not your audience. And yeah. you just, you're not going to do well because it's not your audience. It needs to organically grow. They can put their thumb on the, on the scale, so to speak, and get shit going and stuff like that. Have you ever seen anybody shut down a website on Google? I've seen plenty of websites get de-indexed. De-indexed. What yeah. does that mean? It means that like when you go on Google and you try to find the website in any shape or form, you won't be able to find it. You have to manually type in the address into the address bar. Like HTTPS. Uh, dub, dub, or non dub, dub and then you know, siteaddress.com. It will not show up on Google's algorithm. Really? Yeah. Why would they do that? They recognize it's a hacked site. They recognize that it's a super black hat SEO site where people were doing some really shady things to get on the first page. Well, what about like uh, sites like uh, Ashley Madison and stuff? Why do they continue to let those sites exist? And sites like OnlyFans. I mean, aren't those questionable th things that Google would want to get rid of? True, but I mean, Honestly, yeah. Uh, if you look at the pure stats, like pornographic searches are some of the highest searches on Google out of any other category. Right. I in fact, I think it is the highest. So the access they're, to- They're technically, I guess they're okay with, but they're not okay with Black Hat SEO. <laughs> That's right. where they draw the moral line. <laughs> right. Are you making us money? We don't care if it's, you know, adult content, if it's making us money. Right. But if you're gonna make us lose money, no, we're gonna get you off. Right. Like, like spammy SEO tactics, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So the bottom line is they can eliminate you. They can delete you. They're sucking your information. And the bottom line is if you can use them to your advantage and every, everybody's using you. I mean, people are using you. The SEO companies are using you. It's better to be not a user, but someone who uses it. Like don't become a user of social media became a person who uses social media for your benefit for your benefit don't become somebody who searches all the time and develops nerd neck Aww. I'm just, I just with you. it's hot in here ladies and gentlemen hey by the way are you single are you eligible bachelor right now it's a situationship 
Oh, okay. So on your on your Facebook, does it say in a relationship now, or does it? I've say, been single for on my Facebook all my life. So it says it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies, if you're looking for a super smart single guy in Kansas City, how do they get a hold of you, Jack? They can find me on my Instagram. It's a Jack Kim SEO. All right. And if somebody's looking for SEO services, how do they get a hold of you? You want to go to info at digitaluptrend.com and email me there. Or just go to, di- just, just search up Digital Uptrend or search up Colorado Springs SEO because we're on the first page of that. You're on and the first the, page? Yeah. Say that, say that loud and proud. Yeah, we're on the first page for Colorado Springs SEO. I've been wanting that for like three years. Um, working with another company and all that stuff. And I was like, I really want my own website on here. And I got it. It was a really good feeling, man. That is. that Because that, yeah. I'm also butting heads with other SEO companies. Right. So th- it was actually pretty difficult to rank for it compared to like even your website. Right. It just took more. As long as you got the resources, which you wanted that bad enough, when you get to the first position, is it like you almost like winning a race kind of? Yeah, dude. Like, you're like, I'm the best. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you, yeah. I think, it, I think it's good to be competitive if you right. want to get into the SEO space because, I mean, it is a zero-sum game. For every one position you move up, you're knocking someone else down from that position. You're taking someone's spot. So it's, right. com- it's pure unfiltered competition. I like it. So getting back to SEO internet that whole thing we talked about being a user of it versus somebody who's going to be consumed by it one thing i've noticed for sure is that social media is addictive yeah is the internet addictive yeah right but you love winning the race and becoming number one yeah and so if you are someone who's looking for the top seo guy in my opinion in the country how do they get a hold of you go to uh digital uptrend and find us out there and then um contact us and and then we can have a discussion about what you're trying to do and see if we're a good fit. Well, I should ask this question real quick. What were you doing before you started your own business? <laughs> I was in school. So you're just fresh. Yeah. And then I did the home security thing and then I got into SEO. And do you see yourself doing anything else in the future besides SEO? Um, in the near future? No, just because like it's not going away. It's a, and I, you know, it's my business and stuff. And like, I'm still in it. I like learning about it, man. I'm learning new things every day. Right. And for whatever reason, I, you know, it's kind of weird for, I bet for other people that learn about new SEO stuff, they're like, like who could sit here and literally troll through this and be like, this is entertaining to me. But just because the sheer amount of years I've done it, I think it just kind of like, it forces you to be interested. Just like real estate. You might learn something new from real estate, but that's more interesting than like, finding out that, I don't know, Tiger Woods made the hole-in-one recently or something. Right. Yeah, I think it's important. I think that you bring up a lot of good points. I think that if you guys are interested in investing in real estate, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're interested in the internet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you are, if you like this podcast and you want to have Jack come back on, make sure you give us a five-star review. We've really enjoyed having him. Every time you're in here, you're dropping knowledge. You're super wealth of knowledge. He's been in here just to let you guys know. He's been in here since Monday. And it's Tuesday now, and he's been helping me with my education business and my real estate business. And truthfully, I'm trying to talk him into moving out to Kansas City and helping me run my company. And that's what we have on the agenda. So if you guys give us a five-star review, maybe, uh-huh. just, may- <laughs> just maybe we have a chance. He's a, he's a super smart guy. I'm privileged to know him. He's been a great friend, been a great partner in my business, and he's helped us grow. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, I've never stuck with anybody in your space as long as I've stuck with you. I think we've been working together for four years now. Yeah. Am I one of your original customers? Uh, yeah, you're up there. Like, I think you might be number three. (laughs) Number three. I like that. Yeah. Not number one though. (laughs) Is number one still around? Uh, he recently came back. He stopped and then came back. I've never quit though. 
You've never quit. I never quit, Jack. I'm number one. Okay. <laughs> You're number, number one two, in my eyes, Troy. Did number two quit? Uh, number two did not quit. They okay. stayed on. So they stayed on too. Because you've there's no reason to quit. He's done great results. If you guys are interested in talking to him, you've got his email address. Anyways, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks so much. We're going to go hit some golf balls. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.